This is like subliminal messaging. <laughs> Do you want to like, dude? This is a safe. This is a safe space, right? Everything is allowed. <clears throat> well, not every, 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 everything. Just every, just everything. Not every, everything. Every. <clears throat> so. Welcome to Get You Some Productions podcast episode 38, 39, something like that. Uh, this is a podcast covering all things related to music production from the first note to the last fan and everything in between. Um, we're, our motto is to create constantly and inspire others to do the same. So before... Before you even listen to this or watch this, press pause and go practice your instrument. Go sing a song, write a song, write a song, play some lyrics, play some lyrics, <laughs> write some, write one line of lyrics, One. rock out, and then come back to the show. So that's it. Create, create constantly, inspire others to do the same. Every episode is, am I, am I saying this part? Every episode is a live business meeting between me and Dan. Dan is over here. I wish we could make. <laughs> <laughs> okay, success, Zoom, this is Zoom success. So every episode is a live business meeting between me and Dan. As we attempt to build a media empire, empire <laughs> as we proceed um, to build a media empire right before your very eyes, or fail at doing such. Um, but this is um, not one of our normal episodes. This is like a book club episode where we're going to talk about this book. You should buy this book and read it along with us. It's called Unlocking Creativity. A Producer's Guide to Making Music and Art by Michael Beinhorn. Yeah, I'll link below. We'll have a link below for the book. Yeah, we'll have a link. Click on it and then go back. Dan and I reviewed the introduction of this book and we discussed it in episode 36. So you can go back to episode 36. And actually, that, that reminds me, I think this is episode 39 coming up. Uh, this, this is episode 39. So we're going to talk about the first chapter, which is titled The Record Producer. Is there anything you want to say before we get just launch into it? No, let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's just launch book. into it. Let's like get the juices. We're going to read stuff and just get the juices flowing on it. So like what we did last time, did you, any, did you have any thoughts about, did you like underline anything or do you just going to, you want to like shoot off of my... Um, I didn't do any um, underlining. Okay, no, I just sort of took the whole chapter in as a as a vibe. Good. And I uh, had some notes. Nice. So, 
Um, you have some notes. <clears throat> so you, you stopped me. Um, my plan for this episode was to do what we did last time and just yes. like, you know, just, just read from it and just, you know, shoot ideas back and forth and discuss them and dig in. Um, yeah. So stop Absolutely. me. It worked well. Yeah. Wait, say that again. Uh, it, that worked well last time. Let's, let's stick with that, uh, that dynamic for this. Great. I um, just said a timer. Uh, yeah, some stuff underlined or passages that uh, like to start off with. Yeah, I do. So on the on page uh, nine, it says most people don't really know what a record producer does. In fact, most artists and record company executives don't even understand what record producers do. <laughs> most that's kind of like most artists and record companies don't even understand what record producers do. So that's the first line. And then he, below that, he goes, beneath the surface, a record producer is often an objective outsider, an independent consultant, a music fan, a song co-writer, an arranger, a recording technician, a computer programmer, an artist development specialist, a support system, a psychologist, and a catalyst. But at its, record, at its core, record production is mainly about being a conduit that helps the entire creative process flow most efficiently while maximizing the creativity of all participants on the project. And then I'm just going to read one more line. To be clear, a record producer's primary directive is to help the artist excel. So, I mean, I just highlighted that because it was like the most, it's like one of the most insane lines I've ever read in anything like a record producer is all these things you a record producer is some kind of super genius superhuman or something yeah <laughs> what the fuck man <laughs> did you get that vibe or do you do you have I any did. feedback on that in fact the whole rest of the chapter in my mind well maybe with the exception of the part where he goes through the stages um of the process, yeah. But all of his stories and descriptions of everything is ties back to that introduction. Yes, about all the roles um, that that pro the uh, producer is going to be playing in the process. Um, so, just in reading this chapter, I realized like how much when. Um, how much the producer was missing in my experiences in the um, yeah recording studio. We never had a producer. Um, when I recorded with you for um, the handshake, uh, you were the producer. Um, and there was one point in the recording process where you took on a bunch of these roles for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I was whatever, like, you know me well enough, and you were like, okay, it's whatever, this isn't popping. Right. You're like, blah, blah, and we sat down and talked, and, like, you know, we have a, a good relationship, we communicate well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I didn't, like, I, I, I didn't feel defensive or weird. I was just like, help. <laughs> I yeah. was lost. I was lost. So you stepped in to do that, that role. Um, uh, so, But anyway, uh, I thought it was... Uh, 
he was just describing like that missing piece that I always wanted in a recording studio. Right. Or recording the sessions, the recording sessions. I, I wanted that to be there. I'm like, wow, you're describing all the miss, like, or anyway, it was, uh, it was, uh, it's obviously super important. Like you said, like, it's like, I agree with you. Every single, <clears throat> practically every experience that we've had, many of my musical experiences in recording have been with you. And so, yeah. and, I'll, and I don't think we've ever had like a really conscious sort of thing, like where people were, somebody was driving the ship, so to speak. And there was, or there was some sort of like wise elder that was overseeing the whole process that, that sort of there, there didn't bring this cohesive factor to it. But, but I think also it's so funny that you said that because I was talking with Justin Wirtz who was instrumental in building that handshake album as well. And Justin was hilarious. He was just like, based on the book, cause Justin has this book as well. Justin was like, based on the book, you guys didn't even make a record. We, we made a demo. <laughs> it's like, yeah, kinda. Yeah. Because, you know, because like no one was really, we didn't know what we didn't know, you know, in a way. And that's okay. But I think like, I, I think like, um, if, if I had to distill like that, he makes this long list, but if I had to distill it all the way down to like, what's the most important thing, maybe creating a safe space for people to cr be creative is probably the most important thing. Because once you like have this energy of whatever that energy is that that is combative or ex has expectations or something you know whatever whenever you introduce that you stifle creativity so because reading a big long list like that makes me feel like jesus that's a lot that's a huge task you know and that puts a lot of pressure on um you know one person to be a producer and fulfill all those roles on the one hand but on the other hand it's like it's, it's something to aspire to and maybe something you like sort of never get to so it's sort of like it's the ideal on the on the one hand but on the other hand if you could distill it down like if you're scared like me <laughs> if you're scared of like what that all entails how would you distill it down to one thing and it's like okay well maybe it's just like if you have to let the artist excel, you have to create a safe space where like pretty much everything's okay. And even if you're making constructive criticism, you're, you're doing it in a way that, you know, with love or with whatever, you know, with being supportive at the same time so that everybody can just be free to create at all times. Well, see, that's, that's, that sentence to be clear, the record producer's primary directive is to help the artist excel. That means different things for different people and different artists. They're right. gonna need different things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have to be flexible like that. I yeah. there's all those different. There's all that different examples. All those different things you might have to do to help them excel. Yeah. Uh, you could have to do so many different things. You know, um, so, and, and yeah. so all those different things actually, it it's sort of like it gives us a list of things we have to learn in a way, you know, maybe one day we'll put all those things in order and go down the list, you know, and do them one at a time. 
or something. Or, or we'll just have them on a big poster on the wall and be mindful of them, you know? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe there's a t-shirt that says that. Or maybe everybody gets, maybe we have a bunch of hats made up and each one of those things is on each hat and everyone has to wear the hat in the studio. <laughs> Should I move on to the next line? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please move on. <laughs> so the next line I underlined, and actually I, I'm, I'm going to be su as surprised as you when I hear them because I don't, I haven't reviewed the chapter in a while. So the scope of this producer's work is anything in the creative process that by his estimation requires assistance. So, you know, we don't have to dig too deeply into that, but it's like just basically goes back to the fact that your job is anything that needs to be done, you know, unless you want to dig into that a little more. I'll go on to the next one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, he goes on to say, uh, in the second, uh, the producer who makes recordings in accordance with the way he hears things, this approach is more abstract, more personalized, and caters to the uniqueness of the artist and consequently is more open-ended. I think I just, I think I highlighted that because it's sort of like, in a way, the open-endedness of, of like dealing with different creative I, I, spirits, I guess. So just to give it a term, like dealing with different types of creatives is like, is inherently more open-ended. And so it's like, you know, you want to make a science out of it, but the science, you know, you can't make, you can't be too heavy handed with it because you want to get out of the way to a certain extent. Right. Right. You know, and let each person work the way they're comfortable you know um and i find it like maybe just because me and you have worked together a lot and i think like we have you know we just got into a sort of a vibe with it um but you know we've worked with different let's just say we worked with lots of different personalities i guess right yeah and it's like being flexible you know yeah so just to that We've worked from artists ranging from total amateur with strange personalities, thinking of like, is that Margaret's cousin? Um, oh, yeah, sort of. You know what I mean? But like, think about, yeah. about it. Like, we were, we, you and I are such a team, we were able to accommodate him as an artist and like make it work. And it was super fun. You know what I mean? Sort like, of like that yeah we created a safe space and right. like, people expressed yourself and it was like a great memory. It wasn't until I mean like produce a, a product in that it was for the experience. Right. You know? um, and, and we've learned to tap, you know, tap dance around huge egos. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And everything in between. Right. And then like total professionals, you know, who are just like, just, just amazing, you know, uh, or like, like Joe, uh, you know, right. just super talented guy, uh, and just like uh, it, that didn't require much work to in, to integrate someone like him at all. Because yeah, this yeah, this shit together as an artist, you know, so he's good to go. That's actually really an important point because 
I didn't think of Joe. Yeah. But he was a professional at the time we started working with him. And I think all the other people we used to work with were, even though I guess you could make a case they were professionals mm -hmm. in, a, in a certain sense, and all, all of us were in a, in a way, um, he was a professional in that he walked in the door saying, I am a professional. And he had very strong yeah. opinions. And, and uh, you know, maybe, and I wish we could, I wish we had, we actually have tons of recordings of those. I'd have to go back and dig them all up. But working with him was, he, he did facilitate a sort of flow to everything because he did have an expectation of just professionalism and efficiency and all this other stuff. Yep. That's so, you know, so. Joe. Let's give Joe, like this is Joe, thumbs, up, thumbs to up to Joe. You're the man. He's a good dude, yeah. Yes. And a strong personality, yes. which is great. Because I yes. feel like, you know, it's like a drummer, you know, they bring the beat, but they, you know, if, if a drummer has personality, they can bring the beat plus a whole mess of flavor along with it. Like it's a solid foundation, but it's not just foundation, it's flavor. I'm going to go on. I'm going to read this bad one. Yep. So this is chat. This is page 12. I feel that to do this work properly, it's essential. It's essential to contribute to it artistically. It's imperative to speak up when you have an idea that will improve or potentially save an artist's song and to stick to your guns. If you believe in your idea, it's also vitally important to know when to disengage emotionally to stop being an artist in your own right. And to let go of your great to let go of your great ideas if they are operating at cross purposes with those of the artist or the project. In the most ideal sense, a record producer should have no interest or agenda in dominating or manipulating what the artist does, just in intensifying and distilling it. Drop microphone. Boom, like salt, like salt yeah it's i mean it's just like this is something that ever since we started reading this book this is the one aspect of it that's been bugging me out so much is that it's like as a producer you are an artist because you're imposing your aesthetic vision to some degree like how could you not but there's also this other part of part of the process where you have to step out of the way and just be a conduit or just be a support system for the artist, you know? And so this is like, this is one aspect of it that I've just sort of been sort of struggling with it because it's a little bit more abstract for me. You know what I mean? Like how, when, like how do you know when, when you need to get out of the way versus, versus um, how do you know when you need to step in and say, and make a big choice, make a big aesthetic choice. Like whether that is you know, this whole section needs to be quieter or this whole section needs to be mixed a totally different way to bring that emotional impact or this whole section needs to be cut out or this is perfect. I just need to shut the fuck up, you know, but how do you know? Well, that, that's part of the process. He plays out the stages like you have to know the artist their work, um, their potential, their personality, their vision, you know, you have to understand them. 
that's not something everyone can do. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, it's sort of like, um, I think about stuff like, you know, when you're in, it's because it's art and it's like, you don't, you don't even, it's tough to know in the moment whether what you're hearing is, and you're trying to, you're trying to help someone make this thing. And there could be such a fine line between the fact that they could be totally insane and making something that's total crap, or it's just so, it's just so cutting edge that you don't get it yet, you know? And there's like an ethereal, like heart, it's, I don't know what to call it, but there's this or ephemeral, I'm, I'm not sure what the word, and I'm not sure if I'm using any of these words properly, but there's something that's like out there that you can't quite grasp. That's like a function of wisdom that is, is just ab completely abstract and you don't even get it. You know, you can't possibly understand it until you do that. You just can't, and you can't put it into words. You know, it's like, I'm thinking of the album, the streets. Remember original pirate material by the streets. And I first heard that album and it was so out there and it was so different that at first I thought it was complete crap. And I thought this can't, this person can't be serious. And then I listened to it a bunch of times and I was like, holy crap, this is actually genius in its way, Yeah. you know? And I didn't know at first. And so, you know, maybe it's just like, oh, you know, maybe it's just like your commitment to the unknown, you know, you just have to sort of, there's a point where you just have to give it up and, you know, step into the void, you know, and, and peace and allow yourself to let go to a certain extent to let think new things happen. I don't know. Is that as a producer, you would have to always have that as one, one, one of many elements going simultaneously. It's saying here, don't you're not going to be a control freak. Can't be. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a general sense, but in other ways, you you absolutely have to be. You know what I mean? Like he he goes into like quickly. He just mentions in passing like the signal path and like making sure the sound is right. You know what I mean? And they can tell he's not really saying as much, but like absolutely no compromises there. Like it didn't yeah. sound, it didn't sound the way it was supposed to like, no. Um, but another, other times he's saying, you just have to realize you just have to let go of your idea entirely. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I guess you just don't know until you know, or maybe it's all part of the process of like yeah. growing. But stepping back, I mean, it's um, it's really interesting reading this because I I always knew that like just like remastering or mastering something uh, in the recording process that there's a step that's really important or this person that's really important, but I don't know what they do. <laughs> so like the, the master, book, mastering like, or yeah, you said mastering. I said mastering is like another example of another. This is producing. I. Um, but it's funny because this whole this whole role he's describing makes perfect sense. Um, I just never 
like I don't know it, this it's it's why this is interesting like, it's just like this is someone I, I wish I had a person like this had been around when I was in the studio again coming back to that mm -hmm. um, um, this also I guarantee you is in the end is going to make way more sense to me than like any book on like how to mastering <laughs> and stuff like that because I realize I don't have the ears for it I just don't that's all that's a whole other thing but um, unfortunately I don't think I do either yeah it's just a whole it's a whole it's black magic okay <laughs> it's all it might all be black magic yeah but um but uh, um I had to step back just for the the um like a uh, stylistic on the on the writing style of this chapter did you notice how much how many different approaches and uh styles he wrote this chapter in oh, he had like the imaginary dialogue at the end the very like english class like 201 like introduction um he would switch the gender of the artist from pronouns to female to male he'd go back and forth intentionally i'm sure he would do this thing where he writes in the tense where like you might imagine yourself he like puts you in like the action there was like a lot of like writing i'm just picking this up this isn't about the content as more as the style of writing mm -hmm. uh, i found it kind of engaging he kind of jumps around a, a little bit um in styles and layout and uh, and then he creates like a list you know what i mean so for reading it's really easy reading for me um, yeah me you know, too i i noticed that too i noticed um i noticed the pronoun thing uh definitely yeah. but i also noticed that yeah he does like use a lot of different uh i guess literary techniques to yeah. i don't know it's just you know and it may be just like this guy might be just one of those types of weird geniuses that just you know it's like this might this book you know like <clears throat> i guess it, like also i'll just like i'll go one step i'll take what you just said and i'll go one step further and say like this book might not be useful at all <laughs> right 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 ultimately this might be like the way this dude he just expresses himself and the way he's done things or how, where he's come to in life and this might be like like what he's arrived at over years and years of doing this but but he didn't write this he wrote this after he already produced a bunch of stuff. And did he know all this? Not necessarily. Yeah, this dude. Did he know? Wait, hold on. <laughs> did, he, did he know everything that, did he know everything in this book when he no. made all those famous records? Not necessarily. So was all this necessary to make all those famous records? I don't know. I doubt it, you know? So it's sort of like, and besides, it's like, you know, maybe any schlub can walk into the studio with Herbie Hancock and make a good record. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Look, you got to come in. You have to dress for success. Like, check out that scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, black, you just blacked out. Oh, my. My phone said I'm on low battery, so we should wrap this up anyway. Oh, crap. I want to look at that scarf. Oh, yeah. Check out the scarf. I mean, I don't want to throw shade on the guy because he's very accomplished and he's written like a phenomenal book. And I do. I bet, you, I anything, I bet you anything the people at the photo shoot were like, here, throw the scarf on. He's like, what the fuck? 
Well, he must live in L.A., so he probably lives I in L.A. I want to email him and ask him if that scarf is part of his regular wardrobe or if, if he had to wear that. It, it says here, well, this is one of those lighter kind of scarves. You know, it's not, this is not a winter scarf. So this might just be for the kicking up the dust in L.A., you know, just to keep the dust out of your shirt. <laughs> Could be. Um, I, That's um, my theory. Really, okay, okay, okay. Let's. I'm gonna wrap this up, Keith. Wrap um, it up. Wrap it up. I um I'm enjoying this book so far, and I think that we should um increase our pace at which we are doing this book uh, mm -hmm. because because otherwise it's gonna take us ten years. Uh, um. We're gonna do chapters two and three. You wanna do chapters two and three? three, and three. Honestly, that's like 15 minutes of reading. I think we can do it. You wanna book. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but it's not, it's 15 minutes of reading, but it's over three, four hours of talking. <laughs> okay. You and I can talk for an hour just about shoelaces, okay? So like, <laughs> whatever. Um, Don't bring up shoelaces unless you're ready to talk about them. So, so okay, let's, next podcast shoelaces. But then, <laughs> I agree with you. Let's let's wrap up this chapter. Let's we're wrapping up this chapter. Yes. Next time we talk, we'll talk about chapters two and three. Two and three, and then we'll yeah. we'll blow through it. But actually, let let me go back and just say one thing. Yes, this book is phenomenally good, and. And I think it will actually be useful. Do you think it's useful? Like in terms of just, it seems like it'll be- Already, already I would be hesitant to go and record with a band or group I was taking seriously and not talk about who our producer is going to be. Already, so it's already changed um, yeah. my perspective on things. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah, this, this book is sort of, and it gives you a lot of ideas about record production. So it's it's very, yeah. very useful. So. Buy the book if if you're really into production. If you're into, um, you know, just like it says on the, the cover, unlocking creativity. If you're into unlocking creativity, this book will give you some ideas for sure. So, and if you want to support the channel, buy the book through the channel, through the link right. that will be provided. Keith, Daniel. There we go. We said our names. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we fulfilled our purpose as podcasters. Awesome, brother. I'm looking forward to the next podcast. Stay yeah, man. Safe. Yeah, dude. You too. Enjoy right. your dinner party. Thank you. Bye. Later. Bye.